The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Investment advice offered through Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio Show. Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management has offices in Bend, Eugene, and John Day, serving clients from all over the Northwest. Give us a call today for your free retirement review. Now, back to the show. Hey, hey, if you want one of those free retirement views, uh, we'll give you an hour, one of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life. So if you have at least 500000 of investable dollars, call the office here at numbers 800-743-0988 or send us an email, which is what most people do, just say you want a free retirement view, and we will get you on the calendar. Go to our website to find our email. It's uh, northwestquadrantwealth.com. The biggest mistake an investor can make, or one of the biggest mistakes an investor can make, is turning temporary volatility, like we're seeing over the last year, into a permanent loss, right? So... We know lots of you out there that said, I can't take it, it's 2008 again, or this president, or that governor, or whatever it is, uh, you just said, I can't take it, it's different this time, and you turn temporary volatility into a permanent loss. That loss is just is not just realized from one selling during a drawdown, but also more importantly, the loss of opportunity to generate real wealth in the future. When you think about how stock returns come, they're very, very, very lumpy, and so you have to be there for all of it to get the good returns that are offered by the stock market. Going to cash one time in your investing lifetime can have a huge impact on your lifetime returns. Uh, and so that's why we're so, you know, we try to fight the fight for, with clients to make sure they stay invested and tell them all the data. But, you know, I guess the people that think it's different this time, <laughs> good luck with that. Uh the other thing I wanted to bring up real quickly before we talked about small cap value stocks is there's a company on CNBC that drive there's a an ad uh, probably it feels, it feels like every commercial or every other commercial break on CNBC uh, where they advertise it's a company called Yield Street and what they're selling is essentially private market investments to the retail investor. They've now the SEC and Fender have made it available so that the average retail Joe Schmo investor can buy private market investments, which were previously privy only to uh, investors that had a certain level of assets, uh, what were they called, what are they, credit, accredited investments that had a certain level of assets or a certain uh, amount of experience. Uh, and now, I guess, in the de- supposed democratization of the markets, they're now making these things available. And the ad goes something along the lines of, well, in private markets, in private equity, you know, the returns aren't correlated to the stock market and the returns are positive way more and they're not down last year. Tell me how and, and the thing that drives Josh and I crazy about this is like, are the laws of economics suspended because there is no price for these businesses in the market like there are in the publicly traded stock market? Of course, the laws of economics are not suspended for these businesses. The same things that ha- are happening to the publicly traded businesses are happening to these private businesses, but there is no mark to market on their business, right? There's no stock market, which gives you a, a quote every second of the day, five days a week between 9.30 and 4 Eastern time. And so we just, there's lots of financial advisors sort of pitching this as a norm correlated to your portfolio and look at the returns. The returns are made up because they don't have to report mark to market, actual real mark to market uh, prices for their securities. And so the laws of economics are true whether you trade on the private market or the public market. The laws of what's going on in the economy affect all of us equally. Yeah, well, one of the greatest disclosures on that advertisement is including leverage in uh, right. the the faint letters down at the bottom, uh, which is pretty awesome because they're juicing the returns. And so, if you rec- you can't, it's not a like for like comparison, and so it sort of undermines the premise of the argument a bit. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing: I will say, venture capital, private private markets, thirty years ago, twenty five years ago, even. Um, what the reality was is there was a lot of good businesses that needed funding and not much money funding them. And so 
there was lots of what we call alpha to be made. The, the venture capital world 30 years ago, when there when it wasn't of, flush with cash and there was a lot of Precisely because ideas. of the deficit. Yeah, but now... There was, a, there was a dearth of funding. But now there is uh, not that many good ideas and way too much money uh, funding crappy ideas. And what that ultimately means is that returns, uh, any extra excess return is completely eliminated. And all the private equity guys would tell me I'm crazy, but they know the, way the it truth will, of it. The is. way it will work over the next 20 years is these people essentially paid a premium to not know what the price of what they owned was, or at least not watch it be volatile like public markets and they'll underperform as a result of that dynamic where there's just too much money chasing too few assets. Yeah. And in a lot of cases, you know, these are businesses that in the stock market are down 80 or 90 percent. And the, the dynamics of these businesses are exactly the same. They're burning cash like crazy. Why would their why would the valuation for their business not be exactly the same? Okay. Let's talk about small cap stocks and specifically small cap value. So Josh, first define for people, what is a small cap stock? Then we can talk about value and then we can talk about why we think small cap value is viable. Small caps, depending on the the uh, index provider, the definition is somewhere a market cap of 300 to Four billion, you know, they all kind of have different range bounds, but it's it's the three hundred million to yeah three hundred million to four billion, but it's the lower you know it's the lower thresholds of the publicly traded universe. You know, you think there's about forty three hundred companies in total uh, that trade publicly in the United States. The five hundred biggest are the S and P five hundred. So there's thirty eight hundred other businesses out there. Uh, a couple thousand of them are micro caps, but uh, the mm. When you look at uh, you know a major index, they'll talk about the Russell 2000 on CNBC and Bloomberg, and that's uh, a pretty broad swath of small caps. Uh, we actually invest in the S&P small cap 600 for our small cap exposure, but what we wanted to talk about today was a specific segment of the market that we also have had an allocation to for the last couple of years, a specific allocation to, and that's small cap value. So it's uh, even smaller portion of small caps. And when you think about what, you know, we've talked a lot about the show about value stocks specifically, but uh, financials, materials, names, uh, industrials, these are companies that trade at a price to earnings discount to the broader market. So when you look at, say, a small cap value index, uh, today, small cap value trades at around 11 times earnings. The broader market trades at around 17 times earnings. So there's a pretty significant valuation differential between the two. But small cap value is just the value stocks that are in small cap, the small cap space. So it's a pretty finite number of names in total. And so th there's a company called DFA that's done lots of uh, studies on, on two things. One, th that small caps have outperformed large caps by about 2% per year since 1900. So there's this extra, there's this premium you get uh, small cap over large cap. With that extra outperformance comes more volatility. So small caps get their, uh, get, get their outperformance, but they do it in a bumpier way. Then when you add another factor, that is the value factor, you get a little bit even more outperformance. And so when you think about it, these are stocks that are trading cheaper than the market. Uh, of course, you know there's less risk there, but as, as they go towards a market premium or market multiple, you're going to get more return there. But it's, you know, we've seen a really long period of time where two things were true, value underperformed and small cap underperformed. And so the this, this spread, like as Josh mentioned, between the large cap stocks, the big mega cap names, you know, you, when you think about the S&P, the, the, the uh, uh, Apples, the Amazons, the Googles, all those names have had so much dramatic outperformance over small cap. We believe, you know, over time things revert back to the mean and small cap will again have its day and small cap value. And so just for the interest of full disclosure, the small cap exchange, the small cap value exchange traded fund we, we use for our client portfolios is the Vanguard small cap value ETF. Uh, the symbol is VBR, V as in Victor, B as in boy, R as in radar. Um, you know, as Josh mentioned, that tracks the it's the S and P six hundred value index group, correct? Uh, the VBR. Yeah. Uh, no, no it's, it's IJR. Yeah, but the the premium over time is dramatic. I mean, it's you know an excess of three and a half percent over the S and P five hundred, no matter what really time window you're looking at. And uh, typically, small cap value stocks suffer the most 
in the midst, like, like in anticipation of a recession, but then they bounce back way faster. Interestingly, over the last year, small cap values beat the S&P by uh, almost 10%. So it's almost like those names are, they were so cheap entering this that they haven't seen sort of uh, some of the contraction we, that we've seen elsewhere. We also know when we do our free retirement views, when people come in and show us their portfolios, small cap is underrepresented in almost every voting's portfolio. So most likely all of you out there don't have small cap exposure. All right, if you want to be part of the program, if you have a question or comment for us, call us 877-670-7117 or go to our website, uh, uh, com and send us an email. When we come back, we're going to talk about should you be setting up a revocable living trust. Stick around. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. A powerful business relies on powerful connections. That's why TDS offers ultra-fast internet with download speeds up to 1 gig. TDS also makes it easy to optimize your wireless connection. Add TDS Wi-Fi Plus for business to get a strong, reliable signal and minimize dead spots. Power up your business with fast internet and smart Wi-Fi from TDS. Internet speeds are up to and not guaranteed. Subject to availability. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Attention mattress shoppers. At Ripe's Mattress Express, huge shipments of mattresses have just arrived and our warehouse is overflowing. Shop our huge selection, in stock and ready for immediate delivery. Save up to 50% on all Stearns & Foster closeouts. Or get a Sealy Queen Plus Euro Top for only $4.99. We've got to make room in our warehouse, so why wait when we've got the goods? The January mattress clearance through Monday at Rife's Mattress Express. Across from Kendall Ford. Great things happen with extraordinary sleep. We can do more. Go further. Be better. Tempur-Pedic is the most highly recommended mattress in America, which is why Rife's Mattress Express keeps them in stock so you can find the perfect mattress. Shop Rife's Mattress Express today and get a $300 gift with your purchase and zero interest for 60 months. Get your best sleep with a new Tempur-Pedic mattress from Rife's Mattress Express, now open in Bend. We love it here, and we think you will too. Welcome to Alpine Meadows. Beautifully kept landscaping, Alpine Meadows has one-bedroom apartments and two- and three-bedroom townhomes that include washer and dryer, beautiful decks, patios, and designer kitchens. Alpine Meadows is conveniently located next to the Dallas, California Highway and minutes away from Orchard Park's nature trails, a place proud to call home. Google Alpine Meadows townhomes, professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. You enjoy the quiet life, but you like being close to the action. Living that fits you is at Mountain Glen Apartments, located five minutes away from the Bend River Promenade and downtown area. Mountain Glen's units feature designer oak cabinets, and their two- and three-bedroom units come with washer and dryer hookups. Relax with mountain views from your patio or deck. Mountain Glen Apartments Bend, corner of Butler Market and Boyd Acres Road. Professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. Imagine owning a business, something catastrophic happens, and finding out your insurance doesn't cover the building. Seem far-fetched? It's not. Fabian Clark with Country Financial sat down with a business recently and discovered that the type of insurance they've had for years would not have covered their building. Fabian fixed that. As a business owner, it's important you meet with your insurance agent annually to make sure your coverage is correct, adequate, and up-to-date. I'm Fabian Clark with Country Financial. 541-550-9671. Financial Focus Radio Show is online all the time via iTunes, Spotify, and Spreaker. Catch past shows online or by finding us on iTunes. Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio. Thank you for joining us. If you would like to take one of us up on a free retirement review, one of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life. 
uh, your portfolio, your asset allocation, your estate plan, whatever you want to talk about is fair game. Uh, so if you want to get one of those appointments scheduled, call the office. The number here is 800-743-0988. Or you can always send us an email, which is what most people do by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Uh, send us an email. Just let us know you'd like a free retirement review. So one of the jobs of this radio show and what we were reminding you all the time and reminding our client base all the time is you need to train your brain as it relates to investing uh, to handle the uncertainty that the market's always going to dish out, whether it be from what's going on geopolitically or the money, monetary policy, whatever it might be, the election, whatever it might be, you have to train your brain to handle the uncertainty that goes along with the market. And and one of the things uh, that's so true um, is Amer- human beings hate uncertainty. It's really stressful for us. Most humans would prefer physical pain than the stress that goes along with uncertainty. And it's like, you know, you can go look through all the the people that have done studies on that and it's it's clear that people would be able to can tolerate physical pain much easier than they can deal with uncertainty. And so when you think about, you know, all the things that happen over your investing lifetime, elections, inflation, you know, job cuts, uh, the climate emergency, civil unrest, whatever it might be, rising rates, all those things put pressure on markets in the short term uh, and give you this tremendous feeling of uncertainty. You know, I think about over the last, since the financial crisis, I feel like most people are really uncertain about what the future holds and that um, creates some less than ideal uh, decisions that are, 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 you know, that people are making. The one of the, the most important things that I would say, because with the advent of social media and these cable news channels, whether it's on the left or the right, is we now have doomsday narratives. And that's the one thing that you have to avoid. The one commonality that Josh and I could both say is that when we get the phone call, when we're experiencing market volatility, whether it be somebody who's politically leaning on the right or the left, it always we can always hear in their voice this fear and it's not coming from themselves it's coming from something they read or heard either in social media or on television that has convinced them that this time it's different and they need to do something and it's this doomsday narrative because she got elected or he got elected and this time it's going to be different and so you have to avoid those doomsday scenarios and, and narratives. The, the comment I'll give you is that the world we live in today, if we had three news channels in the city of Bend and two of the weather forecasters said we're going to get two inches of snow and the third one said we're going to get 14 inches of snow, everybody would talk about the person that says we're going to get 14 inches of snow when the reality is we're only going to get two. So beware of those those doomsday narratives on both sides. Uh, and the way you deal with uncertainty is through broad diversification. That's the, that's the hedge and sort of the only free lunch in the investment world is diversification. True diversification can help you deal with uncertainty. Okay, let's talk about a revocable living trust. What is a revocable living trust? Should you be setting one up? Um, so First, the important thing is people get freaked out about revocable living trust or trust in general because they think they can't change their mind. But it's just like it says it is that you can change your, your mind. A revocable living trust is a trust document created by you, the individual, that can be changed over time. Once It's not a set in stone kind of deal. Um, most of the time, revocable living trusts are used to avoid probate and protect the privacy of the trust owner and the, the trust beneficiaries. Uh, as well as to try to have some control over the estate tax, um, they do. Um, they do obviously have some limitations. They're they're more expensive than you know a, a, a simple will, um, and they lack some of the. There are some benefits to an irrevoc- irrevocable living trust, um, but you know we're not big proponents of irrevocable living trust in most cases. Uh, some very specific reasons you could have some. Um, they they differ revocable living trusts differ from a irrevocable in that the grantor the person who sets it up uh still retains ownership of the assets and can more easily change the beneficiary so you the grantor that sets it up you're putting all of your non-retirement assets into this revocable living trust but you can change your mind you can put put things in, take them out. You know, you can put your house in, take it out. You can put your investment accounts that's in, the, take them out. That's the revocable part. Right. That's the revocability. You can change beneficiaries. So it's not like you have to set a beneficiary and not change it. You know, if 
if little Johnny uh, starts to get fresh with you, you can bounce them off the <laughs> beneficiary list. But just going through trust. the big main benefits, the first, obviously, with property, real property, you avoid probate, and that's the big issue there. Uh, if you're incapacitated, you can avoid a conservatorship. Uh, Tyler already sort of spoke to the flexibility, but if you're concerned about the privacy of your estate, uh, it's taken care of, you know, you're, it's not made public, so there's no not that notice that you see in the paper. And another big advantage, of course, is uh, the assets are available immediately after death. Uh, so that's, you know, for liquidity well, purposes. Immediately is not always necessarily <laughs> true. But. There's not, and a big, big caveat here that I think is a misnomer out there, there's no tax benefits from having one. Uh, of course, your revocable trust could create a disclaimer trust uh, or your will could create one alternatively, but uh, there is not a tax advantage in and of itself uh, for while well, you own it. But like the, but most people, a lot of people will set it up to, to, to mitigate or to deal with having to pay the estate tax. Like, so in my case, uh, you know, my wife, in what you were just describing, in, in my situation, if I were to die tomorrow, get hit by the proverbial bus, she could disclaim as part of the trust a, a bunch of our assets into a disclaimer trust or a family trust where she could avoid some of the estate tax issues that I would have uh, based on the ridiculous amount of life insurance that I have. So there, there is some tax advantages. It just doesn't happen while the trust is in existence in its current form. So when you set it up, there's no like, you know, when you make a contribution to a traditional IRA, you get a tax benefit by reducing your taxable income. That doesn't happen with the trust. What you're trying to do is create some controls, uh, or, you know, and essentially what happens is because you're moving everything into the trust, you're broke. So when you die, the reason nothing gets probated is because every, your trust owns everything and you don't own anything other than your retirement accounts. That's what, And retirement accounts don't get probated. So that's why there's no probate. The, everything is owned by your trust. The big issue here that we see so often, and it sounds silly, is don't forget to retitle things. And I've seen an in instance of this in the last three months already where, you know, they created their revocable living trust. Uh, they had an existing joint TOD account, transfer on death account. They never actually, we never retitled their joint TOD into the trust. And they because thought, they didn't tell us about it. Yeah, because they didn't tell us about it. And so uh, do not forget to retitle stuff. You want to do that with any kind of real property or. Uh, yeah, so most people think, you know, the attorney set, makes the trust, draws the trust up, and they think, okay, well, now my attorney's going to put everything in the trust, but that needs to go in there. But the attorney can't, right? You're the owner of it, so you need to be the grantor. You're granting the assets that you're going to put in the trust. So whether it's, if it's your house, your investment accounts, anything that you want to be putting in the trust, you're the person that has to now retitle those in the name of the trust. Otherwise, you spent the two or 3000 bucks to set up the trust for no reason because nothing's actually in the trust. So that's a big one. Um, so anyways, revocable living trust is an option. You know, I think maybe they're over-prescribed for people. I see people that have them that maybe don't need them, but they might have it for a specific reason that is related to them, meaning the privacy or whatever it might be. So it's something to consider. A lot of things can also be accomplished with the will. The one thing that we'll both agree on, everybody needs an estate plan, whether it be a simple will or some version of a trust. All right, if you want to sign up for our e-newsletter, Josh and I do one in the middle and end of every month, go to our website, uh, uh, northwestquadrantwealth.com, send us an email, say, I'd like to be added to your e-newsletter list. Stick around. Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market. You can always watch past videos on YouTube or NorthwestQuadrantWealth.com.
In 2023, why not start a new career with incredible benefits for you and your family? Central Oregon Community College is hiring custodians in Bend and Redmond. Wages start at over $18 per hour, and positions offer plenty of pay time off. If you want to join a close-knit team who are critical to COCC's mission, pop by COCC's hiring fair Wednesday, January 18th to interview and apply. Candidates can interview between 10 a.m. and noon or between 4.30 and 6.30 p.m. Visit COCC.edu forward slash hiring fairs to learn more. This Saturday only, save big in stores only at your nearby Coastal store on flannel shirts and shirt jackets. Coastal Farm and Ranch, they're just what the country needs. Save 60% off. That's right, 60% off the regular prices on all flannel shirts and shirt jackets for men, women, and kids. 60% off the regular prices. So many brands to choose from, including Dickies, Ariat, Wrangler, Noble Outfitters, BTC, and more. Plus, get your super January Coastal Coupon Book in stores now or see it on the flip app. Coupons not to be combined with a flannel offer is good in-store only at your neighborhood Coastal store. Coastal Farm and Ranch, with just what the country needs. Serving Central Oregon from Highway 97 in Redmond. Hey, there's a lot of cool stuff out here. Where are you? In Wilson's Furniture Warehouse. There's too much stuff. One of a kinds, discontinued models, and old furniture. For Why don't we offer up the sweetest deals of the year and empty the place out? Perfect. The warehouse clearance sale at Wilson's Redmond and Wilson's Mattress Gallery Bend. Save up to 75% on brand name mattresses and power adjustable bases right now. Take advantage of Wilson's deepest discounts on instant comfort, heirloom, cluffed, and martial luxury mattresses. Save hundreds of dollars, even thousands. Special financing and always free delivery. See store for details. The warehouse clearance sale is on now. Better get in here. Price is subject to stock on hand. At Wilson's of Redmond, Wilson's Mattress Gallery Bend, we've got the furniture and mattress for you. Even a local since 1962. About a hundred years ago, Bend started up as a lumber town with mostly small wooden homes built to shelter the mill workers. Today, it's a bustling city of startups and established businesses with a tremendous variety of homes built to enjoy the outdoor lifestyle. For more than a half of that century, Duke Warner Realty has been here to help people buy and sell those homes. Family owned and operated since 1967, Duke Warner has a team of brokers who know the community and the market inside out. With many decades of expertise in the Central Oregon area, we're your friends and neighbors who believe that combining old-fashioned hard work with the newest technologies gives you the competitive edge. We'll walk you through the listings, the comps, the offers, the counteroffers, the inspections, the escrow, the closing. We'll even walk you through the walkthrough until finally the celebration. So if you're ready to move now or any time in the next hundred years, contact Duke Warner Realty because when it comes to real estate, you can't fake experience. As we start a new year, health and wellness are top priorities for many older adults. Here at Prestige Senior Living High Desert, we invite you to join us for a free webinar on that topic on Thursday, January 26th at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. It'll be hosted by Dr. Rob Winningham, a neuroscientist and aging expert. He'll discuss healthy brain practices for the new year to promote wellness in mind, body, and spirit. Sign up for the free webinar today by visiting PrestigeCanHelp.com. That's PrestigeCanHelp.com. The mission is clear. Give honest, transparent analysis and actionable advice every week. Make sure to connect with us on YouTube and get our twice-monthly e-newsletter. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on Financial Focus Radio. My name is Tyler Simonis. That guy there, he is Josh Finelli, and we're partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management here in the beautiful Pacific Northwest. We appreciate you spending some of your weekend with us. So growth investors uh, can be a lazy bunch, uh, and they're, and they are, historically, when you look at growth investors, especially uh, in times of tremendous froth like we saw after covid and we saw in the late 90s 
um, they invest based on a story, right? They're not based. They're not investing on fundamentals. They're investing story, and you know, the problem with the story is the story can change dramatically, and often the narrative differs substantially from the underlying business reality. So you think about, um, you know, the story that a lot of these businesses are telling, and are the blogs are telling online versus the underlying fundamental of what's actually happening in the business, and you know, it's it's really crazy to look throughout history and realize that, you know, so many people uh, have historically mistaken a bull market for genius on their part. Um, when you're evaluating a new and com complex technology and business on which they're based as investors, we must be humble. You are not an expert. It's so funny. Um, you know, when, when Josh and I were talking uh, after COVID to people that were buying these high-flying technology stocks in these prospect meetings, prospective client meetings that we were having, um, you know, they, they were telling us about, we, we'd, you know, they own lots of individual stocks and we'd say, well, that, you know, over time, that's not necessarily going to work out very well for you. And they were telling us how they were crazy and that they were experts on the technology that these companies, uh, or, or they didn't even know any of it, but um, they weren't experts. Of course, they're not experts. They're investing based on a story and they needed uh, a lot of things to line up perfectly in order uh, for that story to work out. Um, but believing that you have developed some expertise on on this these whatever you're investing in is a really dangerous thing, uh, and it can also give you this sort of misplaced uh, perception of conviction on knowing that you're going to be right about that investment. So, I, I would just say, so many of you out there uh, invest based on a story instead of reality and predictability. Which over time, the greatest investors that's how they've achieved success, not you know uh, the story of tesla becoming the next amazon that's you know, that could happen but you know i i just think it's a very R dangerous rivian, path. rivian was going to become the next tesla remember yeah well and the other interesting thing i would note is uh the rise of the obscure acronym you know when in 2021 uh especially near the end of 2021 all of these acronyms like you know, revenue per user or total addressable uh, market. Team. Yeah. Annualized yeah. Uh, uh, recurring run rate, uh, annual recurring revenue, ARR, like the total adjustable market, TAM, like Tyler mentioned all. And you know, the, nobody the, used the, poo, the poo pooing of traditional fun, of traditional fundamental valuation metrics, uh, sort of reached its crescendo there. And you know, all of these other acronyms don't matter if you're not making FCF, i.e. free cash flow. Well, and nobody made that. <laughs> nobody talked about those, uh, those terms when they were talking about Procter and Gamble or Johnson and Johnson. Totally, yeah. It's and uh, of course, all of a sudden, uh, the fundamentals matter again, and it happens so quickly. And uh, now the regime is totally changed. All right, let's talk. Let's take some emails. We got an email from Joe M. in Redmond. Joe, you know who you are. Uh, Joe says, "Next year, I turn seventy and will file for Social Security. Congratulations, Joe. We think more people should be doing that." I was under the impression that. Then, then my 67-year-old wife would be able to collect a spousal benefit and then three years later switch to her own benefit. My financial advisor says I am mistaken. Who is correct? Joe, your financial advisor is correct. Uh, it used to be prior to 2015, so there was something called the Bipartisan Budget Act of 2015 that changed, uh, you know, used to be able to uh, – file uh, under a spousal benefit and then um, take that spousal benefit. And then when you got to, to your full or whatever retirement age you wanted to take it, you could then take yours. Um, and so one, uh, one, you know, once upon a time that, that was true um, to the larger benefit base. But now uh, when you file, that's the one you're stuck with. So uh, if your wife files next year after you've claimed benefits, she applying in the eyes of Social Security program for both the special benefit and the benefit based on her earnings history, her payout will be the larger of the two. So, you know, assuming her, her you know, she, they're going to go, she's going to go in and file and they're going to say, okay, your spousal benefit is X, your earnings based benefit is this. They're going to give her the higher of the two, and she's not going to be able to switch in the future. So if she wants to maximize Joe, if she wants to maximize hers like you did, she's going to have to wait to 70, assuming that her benefit is based on hers and not on yours. But that's a good question. Joe, it used to be uh, – you used to be able to do it the way that, she, that you're describing it. Uh, in 2015, they changed all that. All right, we got an email from 
uh, JB here in Ben. Uh, JB says, I will be trying a high deductible health insurance plan and an HSA for the first time. Congratulations. Uh, what do we invest the funds in that is productive but liquid enough to allow us to take the money out if needed? I would like to use my savings and defer the HSA money for the future, but you never know what will happen in the present. Um, so, JB, that's a good lesson in asset allocation. Uh, so, I, I, so real quickly, I'll explain what JB's talking about. Uh, a health savings account, HSA for short, um, can only be set up if you have a high deductible health insurance plan. Um, and, you know, probably most small businesses have high deductible plans, but you have to check. So you have to just call your HR or maybe you already know. Do you have a high deductible health insurance plan? Uh, and if you do, you can have an HSA attached to that. And so what you can do is uh, they just increased the rules in 2023. You can contribute $7,750 for a family to your HSA on an annual basis and $3,800 for an individual to your HSA. Um, and most people just put that money in the bank. And they spend it when their healthcare costs come up, and if you know if they don't have healthcare costs that they need to spend it on, it goes rolls over to the next year. The way that I do it uh, is that I contribute the max amount. I just did contributed the max amount last week, and then I invest it in the market exactly the same way I have invested the rest of my retirement assets in the same exact exchange traded funds. I use a company called Lively, which the custodian for Lively is TD Ameritrade. Uh, I, I own the same exact ETFs that I own in my rest of my portfolio. Um, and I don't use any of it. I just pay all my medical expenses out of pocket. Uh, and I want my HSA to grow so that when I get to retirement age, I have what, what I think of as a Roth IRA, because as long as I spend that money out of the HSA for medical related things, including premiums, that money comes out tax free. So it is the only triple tax benefit plan out there in that you get the tax deduction when you make the contribution, it grows tax-free. And when you take it out, it comes out tax-free. Uh, it's even better than the Roth. Think about the Roth, but with a deduction on the front end. Uh, I don't qualify for the Roth because my income's too high. And so it's my only option. Um, and you know, I'm going to need money for healthcare expenses. Why not have that there? Now, in your case, JB, what you should be doing is saying, okay, I'm going to invest half of my contribution in a market so I can use it way out in the future. And maybe the rest of it I put into short-term bonds or some stable, uh, value. stable yeah. value, something that's very safe so that if you do need to use that money and JB over time, what will happen is this, the, the part that you invest will keep growing and growing and growing. And, and the good news is you'll keep having to put money in the um, sort of safe bucket in case you need it that year. But over time, uh, you'll realize that your portfolio that's been invested is going to be growing quite a bit more and you'll have this uh, great place you can go access funds when you get to retirement age and take that money out tax-free. So you can pay your Medicare uh, supplement premiums with that money and it comes out tax-free. You can pay your prescriptions, uh, you know, all the stuff that isn't covered by insurance. And, you know, the, they say the average person in today's dollars spends about 250000 to 300000 in health care costs. Uh, and so wouldn't that be great if you could take that, uh, have the market do a bunch of the work for you by using HSA. So JB, that's the way I would think about it is uh, think about it as, you know, you're hopefully going to build up this big pile of money because you're going to invest it. Don't be like most people. 91% of people that have an HSA don't invest the money. Don't be, be in the 8% or 9% of people that actually invest the money uh, and build a good low-cost asset allocation. And you'll be really surprised when you get to actually needing that money when you're 65. You'll have this big pile of money uh, that uh, will be very advantageous from a tax perspective as well. All right, if you'd like to be part of the show, you have a question or comment, call us, 877-670-7117. Or you can always send us an email by going to our website, Northwest Quadrant Wealth. Stick around. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988.
Desert Chamber Music invites you to the next event in their landmark 15th season in Central Oregon, brought to you by Mission Building. The next concert in the HDCM Concert Series features resident group and crowd favorites, the Crown City String Quartet. They're regularly featured in a number of concert series in Southern California and around the Pacific Northwest. Don't miss their annual appearance in Bend this season. This concert is brought to you by the Pine Tavern Restaurant and takes place on Saturday, January 14th at 7.30 p.m. at the Unitarian Universalist Fellowship of Central Oregon. Details and tickets at highdesertchambermusic.com. Title sponsors include Mission Building, Miller Lumber, German Master Tech, Pine Tavern Restaurant, Hayden Homes, Cascade A&E, and this station. High Desert Chamber Music. Come hear the music. Today could be your lucky day. Indian Head is where the winners play. If you want to win, you've got to come in to Indian Head Casino. It's Indian Head Casino's $195,000 wild ride and winnings giveaway. Win your share of $195,000 or a Ford Bronco Sport. Today could be your lucky day. Indian Head is where the winners play. And every Friday and Saturday, win your share of $28,000 in cash and prizes in our Wild Ride and Winnings giveaway drawings. Start earning entries now. Win cash. Win bonus slot play. Win a Ford Bronco. It's Indian Head Casino's $195,000 Wild Ride and Winnings. Today could be your lucky day. Indian Head is where the winners play. Today could be your lucky day. Indian Head is where the winners play. Total cash prizes in January and February. See Players Club for details. Hey, there's a lot of cool stuff out here. Where are you? In Wilson's Furniture Warehouse. There's too much stuff. One of a kind, discontinued models, and old furniture friends. Well, why don't we offer up the sweetest deals of the year and empty the place out? Perfect. The warehouse clearance sale at Wilson's Redmond and Wilson's Mattress Gallery Bend. Save hundreds of dollars, even thousands on sofas, love seats, sectionals, recliners, lift chairs, cocktail tables, end tables, over 700 accessories, up to 75% off. So much stuff. There's furniture and mattress clearance specials at both stores in Bend and Redmond. Special financing and always free delivery. See store for details. The warehouse clearance sale is on now. At Wilson's of Redmond, Wilson's Mattress. Gallery Bend, we've got the furniture and mattress for you. Even in local since 1962. Wow, buddy, this place is gorgeous. Oh, I love living here at Wild Horse Mesa. It was just built in 2021, so it's got all the latest amenities with high-end finishes, plus AC, my own washer dryer, pool access, fitness center, rec room, and a private patio. <laughs> all this on your salary? Wild Horse Mesa is more affordable than you think. Call the office and see what's available. Google Wild Horse Mesa Prineville for more information. Professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. Minutes from Prineville. New, beautiful, affordable Wild Horse Mesa. Get your free retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Call us today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. Welcome back. If you want to take one of us up on that free return review, we'll give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life. So call our office here to get it scheduled, or you can send us an email. Uh, go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com, if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets. So Josh did a, uh, took a picture, I guess, with your phone um, and on, of your television, and you, and you looked at the returns of the S&P 500 uh, from 1926 to the end of 2022, and the S&P 500 returned 10.2% per year over that period, which is where, why most people talk about uh, the you know the market returns ten percent. Market the S and P is a pretty good proxy for the market, or the best one that exists at least. Um, and so when you look at the returns at ten point two percent, the funny thing is the breakdown of those returns is thirty nine percent came uh, 
from dividends. From dividends. So, you know, the dividend that the, the companies in the S&P paid and 61% come, came from total return or the price appreciation of the market. And so what what's funny about that, so let's just call it 60% price appreciation, 40% dividends, is that, you know, when we do e-news, e we talk about when the market's down, one of the benefits is that when your portfolio's dividends are paying, you're buying more shares, that money's getting reinvested so that inevitably the next bull market starts, you own a bunch more shares. So it sort of supercharges your returns. But, you know, for a long time, these so-called go-go growth investors ignored companies that pay dividends, ignored them at all. And we're not the people that say go and maximize, go buy stocks or, or companies or investments that maximize the dividend. Um, we're okay with most business, good businesses pay sort of a, what we'd consider a healthy dividend and they have it well covered. Um, but a lot of people underestimate the re the return component, the total return component of dividends being re reinvested over time, over time, in the total return of the stock market. And I think what it gets really lost is when we get down markets. Uh, our biggest clients, what's funny is, you know, they are they're good at recognizing that in their because they obviously have a lot of money, and so their portfolios uh, are kicking off tons of dividend income, but that money's getting reinvested, and they know that when the next bull market starts, they have like this supercharge out of the gate because they own so many more shares of their investments. That came from uh, Bob Pisani segment that I really enjoy. And he's one of the few commentators on there that I think is uh, more grounded in reality. But uh, he made the exact same point, you know, over uh, when markets are down and you get that compounding feature, um, it is like unloading a spring when market price, when you ultimately get that price recovery. And it's just such an important thing. And for people out there that live off of dividends, uh, it's actually a more effective strategy to reinvest the dividends on the equity side. And when we're in the midst of a market sell-off, uh, you want to be selling your risk reducers in order to generate your income, not selling stock because those reinvested dividends drive almost half of your return over time, which is a crazy statistic, but it's true. All right, we got an email from a Glenn. Glenn says, I recently switched jobs and I realized I have multiple 401k accounts from prior employees over the years that need to be consolidated. When I reached out to my current employer's 401k administrator to understand the rollover process, they said I would actually need to have a paper check mailed to me uh, for each of the prior employers and arrange uh, to mail the checks to them. We were talking about four checks totaling a very substantial amount of money. They said there's no other way to process the rollovers. I can't understand why we're dealing with such an archaic process in this day and age. Should I be worried or should I just go ahead and take care of this now since I don't seem to have much say in the process? So what Glenn is talking about is that – so first of all, Glenn, at least you're doing the right thing by consolidating your 401k accounts that are out there. And I understand that's a lot of people are in that situation. Um, and we are always advocates of consolidating accounts to one place. So assuming, Glenn, you're going to consolidate it to a big custodian like a Schwab or a Fidelity um, – yeah, believe it or not, in a 401k, in most 401ks that exist out there, um, they don't do a uh, an ace or custodial to custodial transfer, meaning just wire the money from one custodian to another, like you would if you were going to move from, let's say, Edward Jones to Merrill Lynch. The, all that money would go electronically, and they're not sending an actual check. But in the 401k world, unfortunately, that's what most 401k providers do. They say, we have to sell everything in your 401k and then mail a check to the custodian where you want that rollover to go. Um, so, Glenn, the one thing I'll tell you, and, and this might make you feel a little bit better, is that the, you know they're going to put on the, the check, it's going to say, you know, FBO, for the benefit of Glenn, whatever your last name is, and it should have the... Um, you know, the custodian's name on there, and it should have your custodian account n number on there. So the only place that money could go is in your IRA at the custodian where you're moving the money to. So if somebody got a hold of that check, there's nothing they could do with it because it's it's to you and it's to your specific account at the new custodian. But believe it or not, that is the process. And the hard part for us and the thing that's sort of frustrating is that, you know, Sometimes that rollover and the check being distributed and cut and sent and the mail time, sometimes that can be 30 or 45 days that the money is out of the market and sort of in transition. And, uh, you know, it does interrupt, one, the compounding process. There could be some huge updates in that period. Uh, or there could be big dividend distributions that would be being paid that you're not invested. And so I can't, Josh and I can't figure out why the industry, you know, in 2023, why we haven't gotten to a place where, um, you know, 
that that can be done electronically. But there, some of the big, big, big plans, that's an option. Uh, but the vast majority of them still are sending a check in the mail. It's really crazy. Uh, we got an email from an Anton in Redmond. <laughs> Anton says, hey, guys, thanks for doing the show. I learn something almost every week. Uh, that makes one of us. Uh, my question is about my 401k, another 401k. My company offers both a traditional option and Roth option. How do I know which I should be contributing to? This is more of an art than a science. Uh, some balance of the two is probably most advisable in a lot of circumstances. There's so many factors that go into this uh, income, the location of your saving, pre-existing savings. Um, one of the new changes as part of the uh, Secure Act 2.0 that was slid into that omnibus spending bill at the end of 2022 was uh, now your employer match contributions can actually go into the Roth side. So uh, there's just so many factors into this. But I mean, I would say, though, if you're most people should be at this point contributing to the Roth and yes, you have a big tax problem. I mean, I would certainly want to have the balance of the contributions go into the Roth. But depending on your income, uh, you know, especially those higher income, and yeah, especially those higher income individuals out there, you're gonna want to make a balance. But you know, our maybe off the shelf recommendation is two thirds to the Roth and a third towards traditional. Uh, or, but if uh, Anton, let's say you're 30 years old, then, all of it then go, go to, the to the Roth. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the younger you are, you're never gonna regret dollars in your Roth, and uh, because your income is gonna tend to rise over time, uh, maybe that balance will shift exclusively to Roth to include some more traditional contributions as you age and your income presumably is going up, but uh, there's not a perfect answer. Well, I feel like the argument, the argument that was, you couldn't get the match is gone now. Yeah, I agree there. Anyways. All right. That is our show this week. Thank you all very much for joining us. Remember always buy low, sell high. We'll see you next week. listening to partners of Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management on the radio show Financial Focus. Remember, you can email or call with your questions anytime during the week. Visit northwestquadrantwealth.com for more information. See you next week on Financial Focus. Any opinions expressed herein are given in good faith and are subject to change without notice and are only correct at the stated date of issue. Past performance is not always indicative of future results. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Securities, financial instruments, or strategies mentioned may not be suitable for all investors. Prices, values, or income from an investment mentioned in this report may fall against the interest of the investor, and the investor may get back less than the amount invested. This material does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and is not intended as a recommendation of particular securities, financial instruments, or strategies to you. Before acting on any recommendation on this material, you should consider whether it's suitable for your particular circumstances and, if necessary, seek professional advice.